Uh, tonight, as I said, we're celebrating the month of family in May. And we're going to do a little uh, mini-series, uh, preaching series called It Takes a Village. It takes a village. And, and, and it comes from this traditional African proverb that says it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a child. And what this proverb means is that it takes an entire community of different people interacting with the children in order for children to experience and to grow in a safe environment. The village would know who the child is, and even though it was not their own child, they would relate to them as if they were. Uh, there's another traditional proverb. I think I've got this. Amwana, Takulila, Nuj, Emoi. That's African, obviously. And it translates to, to this, a, a child does not grow up in a single home. See, for, for many of us that have grown up in Western society, in, in, in the society that we live in, in, in a more individualistic society, uh, and, and, and who live in big cities, these phrases don't really make sense. But for those who grew up in, in smaller rural villages or even from more collective societies, whether they be from Africa, um, Asia, or South America, uh, we, there, there is a greater sense of community. There's a greater sense of, of family. Um, you know, I, I was born here, but my parents are Korean, and so uh, we had a lot of uh, Asian influence in terms of uh, growing up. Uh, I remember uh, as I was growing up in the uh, very Asian suburb of West Ride, um, we had, I guess this is pretty, it was pretty um, full on at the time, but uh, our neighbors at the time were, were a, a, a white Caucasian male that was married to a Chinese lady. And, and they would have been one of the very first like interracial couples within our community. And this, this guy, his name was Max. And my parents, they made us call Max Uncle Max. Right? Uncle Max and Auntie Leonie. Right? And to us, that makes complete sense. You know? Um, Singaporeans. Everyone is auntie, auntie, auntie. You know, that's, that's just how it works in Singapore. I, I learned that, right? Like, everyone's an auntie. Like, I don't know who you are, but auntie, you know? Like, th there is this community feel. And I remember my, this, my neighbor, he, he once, I think I, I must have been like maybe year nine. You know, like 14, 15, and I walked over to him and said, hey, Uncle Max. And he kind of thought, okay, I'm not really your uncle. This is a bit unusual. So he, he then goes, you can just call me Max. And then obviously as an Asian, that doesn't make complete sense because how dare you call another adult by their first name? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll get in so much trouble. And so, you know. The, the Christian community is one big family. And, and I think it's a part of, I, I think the more collective communities and the collective societies in our world understand this idea of community, biblical community, a little bit better than, than the more Western society. I think the Western societies have a little bit to learn. 
regardless of who you are, regardless of, of how old you are, regardless of where you come from, as believers, we, we get to be a part of one family. And whether it be our children, whether it be in our children, uh, whether it be how we parent, uh, uh, marriage, even dating, as believers, as much as our faith is individual, our lives should not be. As much as our faith is individual in our own personal relationship with God, the way we live that out, God did not call us to live that out individually, but within community, within society. We live in a network of brothers and sisters who we are called to care about and who are meant to care about us. This is what Christian family is all about. It's not about putting up your walls and setting boundary markers, but it's about fighting to lower them so that you can love and connect with your neighbor. And this is what uh, Christian family is all about. Now, the passage that I'm going to go to today, and it's a shorter sermon today, praise be to God, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27. And this is a description of what I believe the family of God is meant to be about. And as I read this, I want you to hear what, not just theoretically, not just theologically, what the family of God is meant to be about, but, but, but how we're meant to live this out in our lives. And I know, you know, tonight we've got a great mixture of people. We've got guests. We've got people from folks. We've got local. You know, we've got our church members. But you know what? We're all one family. And this is what, this is what our family is meant to look like. Here we go. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27. Just as one body, though one has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not. For that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, but in fact, God has placed the parts of in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. Just as He wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but, there is, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. 
If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. This is the family of God. May I, 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 could, I could preach a whole series just on those elements of the family. It takes a village to raise a child, and in the same way, it takes the whole family of God, the whole body of God, to raise Christians. We have people that are great in reaching out to unbelievers. We have people that are so scared of unbelievers that they'll just run the other way as well. You know, we have people that are great in administration. We have people that are horrible in administration. We have people that are are strong in leadership and teaching. We have people that are, are gifted in listening and connecting with people and their stories. We have people that lead from the front. We have people that lead from the back. We have people that know how to open up their homes and also to open up their hearts. These are models. These are the models of parts of the body. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. And when everyone comes together, we become one body. This is the description of the community of Christ. And I hope... And my hope would be that this would be the description of the community that we have here at the chapel. We have an amazing community. Pastor Ray, who came and preached at our camp, he has a community of six, seven hundred people in LA. And he got to spend the week with us. And the thing that he said to me as he was leaving is, you have an amazing community. You're blessed. And you know what? I do feel that 100%. I think one of the strengths that we've had as a church is not that we're spectacular. It's not that we're exceptional. Actually, I think that that one of the the greatest things that we've been able to do is just to learn to accept each other and embrace each other for who we are. As said, in an anniversary, we're going to be inviting everyone that's come back. And it's not a, like, come back and see what you're missing out on, brother. You know, it's, you know, Sucks to be you. You're out of here. You know, it's not like that. Like, we want to genuinely thank everyone that's come through and that has placed a part of their life into the building of this church because not one person can take claim of the building of the chapel. It's a family effort. You know, uh, being the pastor here, I'm always blessed to have the, the front row seat to see how God is moving. I love watching new members walk in and find their place within our community, whether it be in a life group, ministry. This is what church is meant to be about. And you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I kind of don't find my, myself in those spaces, I want to encourage you. Maybe you want to join a life group. Maybe you want to serve in a, a, a ministry. Find a place. Find your place within this community, within this family. I was having a conversation with one of our guys here at church, and uh, 
honestly, he was, he was speaking honestly to me and he said that he was finding it hard. He was finding it hard to uh, fit in for various reasons. Uh, can I just say this to you? Just because you're different and just because you feel like you don't fit in does not mean that this is not the family for you. And I really want to make this clear. Just because you feel different or you don't feel like you're fitting in, it doesn't mean that this place is not a place for you as much as everyone else. And then on the other side, just because someone comes in and they don't fit in or they're different to you does not mean that they can't be a part of your family either, this family. Verse 22, and this is just one I want to land. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. Friends, can I tell you this tonight? That no one here, no one here is indispensable. Meaning that you can be just replaced. No one is like that. Just because you're not here, we, we can't just fill someone in. We, we can't just get a substitute and just fill someone in and go, okay, well, you know, we lost, you know, we lost one Persian. Let's get another Persian. You know, like, it's not like that. You know, we, we can't do that. You know, like, well, there's one Chinese back to their mainland. Like, you know, we're in Chatswood. There's so many Chinese. Just pick one. You know, like, we, we, we can't do that. It's not like that at all. You're not a number. You're not, you're not some kind of, uh, you know, figure in a graph. You're a part of this body. You're a part of this community. No one can replace you. And I really want to say, if you've ever felt, as you've come to our church, as you've come to this church, that you didn't matter, within this community, or you didn't feel like you were a part of this community, or you felt like you were on the outside of the community, for whatever reason, as the pastor of this church, I want to say sorry. I really want to say sorry, because that is not the intention nor the goal of our church community. Our goal is to have arms wide open, not doors closed. You know, our, it wasn't meant to be funny. I don't know why they laughed at that point. Inappropriate laughing. But don't worry, we love you too, brother. You're accepted in this place. Funny enough, he's on our board. Hmm. <laughs> I've had people, and I'm sure we, this will continue to happen, but people come and say, look, I just don't feel like I'm a part of this community, and for whatever reason. And maybe you feel like that now. But we believe in being obedient to God, not based on our own feelings, not based on our own preferences. Trust me, if, if this church was based on our preferences or my preferences, half of you, I'm not going to tell you which half, but half of you would not be welcome here. But it's not based on me, nor is it based on you. I just watched the Avengers, right? And that's what happened. I'm just saying, oh, okay. It's been out for that long. It's your fault if you don't know the ending. 
Hulk dies. Okay, I'm joking. I don't actually know that part. You are important because of you. Not because of what you can bring. Not because of your financial situation or your gifts or your smile. You're important because you're a part of this family as much as I am. It's interesting that we, we speak about this on, on, on the night that we have a, a focus on focus because I think that's what focus is all about. And that's what Min said. It's a home away from home. Uh, I was talking I was to um, one of the ex-employees of focus. Just happens to be a future employee of our church. Awkward. You know? <laughs> mm. And, 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 and we, we talked about the, the, the dynamic of parachurch ministry and church ministry, and she was saying that one of the struggles was that it's hard for, for people in parachurch ministries, like international overseas students, to find good home communities in the local church. And I said, why? Why is that the case? And she said, it's because at Focus, they are so open and they are so welcoming that even the most welcoming and open church is just not up to that level. And I think that's huge credit to Focus Ministry, and I think that's a huge challenge to the local church. We need both. We need parachurch ministry. We need uni ministry. 26% of Macquarie University's overseas students. 26%. That's a huge number. We need God to be moving on campus, but they need churches to go to as well. Family. This needs to become a safe space. What Focus has done on Mac Uni is create a family as a safe space and so does the church. And this isn't on me. Don't come looking at me and go, well, you're the pastor. You know, you need to be more welcoming. You know, I'm super welcoming. <laughs> I'm doing my job. Don't make me call out your name. This is a community effort. This is a family effort. 